You can't let me know that it bothers you. That's true. That's a good point. If you in, go, in his defense. If you're silent, then, oh, then I go on to something else. All right, we'll start with this scene here. There we'll we worry about that later. Yeah, that's nice. That's I'm rolling. We're ready. Well, I'm ready. Are we ready? I don't think we can start until you're ready. Kick Gra- it, brah. Garage Logic Podcast number 127, March 29, 2019. 83 degrees back in 1996 on this day, and five below on this day in 1969. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media. John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. I have a question. All right. You said, why do you do it if you know it bothers me? Is this the first time you've been around he or I? Oh, rookie's singing that baby shark song, and I'm going to kill him if he keeps singing it. He said, well, you have to tell me that it doesn't bother you, and then I'll stop. Right. So what did you do? I told you it bothered me. And then? (laughs) Then I said it doesn't bother me, and you stopped. Yep. Very easy. You know, I was having a good morning. I, I... you know, try not to let things bother me. Sure. You fresh don't have off, to be positive. It's yeah, not Thursday. Fresh off positive Thursday. No, no. I, this is no. not positive. I, oh. I, I, I don't want little, little, little things irritate me. Right. And I was, I was going along fine. So I read the Pioneer Press sports pages. You know, Twins had that impressive victory yesterday. Barrios is, uh, if that keeps up, he's, a, he's an A-plus guy. It's just Cy a, Young. Well, at that rate. I was at the yard yesterday, and mm-hmm. that was a fun day to be at the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. It turned out to be. Well, then, no, I, again, I, I was feeling pretty good. And, and uh, big sports weekend, you oh, know, heavens, Friday. Yes. I was uh, trying not to let stuff bother me. And then I read this, the list of twins walk-up songs. Oh, God. Oh. And I lost it. I I, uh, <laughs> I just thought a number of things. Adrianza, yep. Lo Que Yo Diga, oh, yeah. by El Afa, Faruco, John Z, and Mike Wood. William Astadillo, Mia Forma de Sir, Mambo version. Oh, he chose the Mambo version of that one. <sighs> Tyler Austin, E.I., the song is called E.I. I'm not familiar with by that By Nelly, one. and the other one is Taste by... Taiga. Oh, he's got two. Kind of mix it up no, every no, no. other at bat. Yeah, but how, you, how did you pronounce Taiga? Byron Buxton, Return of the Mac yeah. by Mark Morrison. I like that song. Jason Castro, Willy Wonka by Macklemore. Jake Cave, Till I Collapse by Eminem. C.J. Cron, That's What I Like, Eminem. He also has another one. The Way I Live by Baby Boy the Prince. Oh, okay. How is boy spelled? B-O-I? B-O-I. Okay. Nelson Cruz, Soldado by Juan Luis Guerra. Okay, man. Mitch Garver, Shining Star by Earth, Wind, and Fire. The only song on here I recognize. Martin Gonzalez, De Halo by Nacho Fort Manuel Torizo. Okay. Max Kepler, Yosemite by Travis Scott, Jorge Polanco. What do you like, man? Te Siento en Prera oh. by Lero Shack Bullen 47 and Kiki Fiki. Yeah, te Siento en Pero. Eddie Rosario. Eddie. 
Queen to Ares by Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Conventionally spelled on the bunny? I hope they lose 161 no! games. No, no. I hope they lose no. 161 oh, he takes games. Do you think to... Joe DiMaggio needed a bleeping walk-up song? Do you think Willie Mays needed a walk-up song? Do you think Ernie Banks needed a walk-up song? Do you think Stan Musial needed a walk-up song? Do you think Mickey Mantle needed a walk-up song? Hannes Wagner? You think he needed a walk-up song? I don't think they had him back then. What is this? I hope they lose 161 no. games. They can't lose them all because they won yesterday. That's right. right. Um, That's the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm on. I'm not a naive. I know. Hell, Mariano time. Rivera had to have a Metallica song to bring him in, for right, God's right. sakes. Yep. Motivation. I, uh, I share your sentiment. I think walk-up songs are the dumbest the thing that's is, happened to me. Is baseball. this every team? Every team does this. In oh, fact, who started this BS? In fact, Joe. Oh, I, I don't. Should, should I get, you, should I get him this wound up? I don't know. This, I, this, is, this, show, is, a tra- this is a travesty. Tight. The team that I run, the Fairbowl Lakers. Don't tell me. I have offered every one of my players a hundred dollars if we can get rid of walk-up songs because I think it's it's ridiculous. <sighs> What's your song, Mayor? I don't have a walk-up song. I think you'd be Al Green. What should we play as yeah. you're walking up to the mic here? We're ready to roll on the podcast. What uh, so What are we... I'm tired of being alone. <laughs> right, okay. Oh, okay. Well, we got it. In then. my antiquated thinking. But this has been going Get on in baseball for years, and I, I, I still think it's stupid. And it has nothing to do with... You're old. It's the no. It, it has no place in baseball. It's just it's just dumb. How long do they play? Human. 15, the, Fifteen seconds, maybe. That's it. Yeah. Man, man, humans. Yeah, man, human. Man, woman, women, men, human. Have we have done our best to try to ruin baseball, and it's such a marvelous game that we have we have failed. We have not ruined it. We're trying, and we're going to keep trying, and there's. Dreadful changes coming down the road. Pitch clock? Pitch clocks and instant replay. We already got that. Yep. Right. And then you got walk-up song. We've been trying to kill the game since the designated hitter in about 1973, I think. That was the advent of the designated mm-hmm. hitter. We've been trying to kill the game. First, we tried to kill it with night games. That was so novel that people thought, oh, you're trying to kill the game. You're mm-hmm. going to play this under lights? Right. Yeah, we survived that. And we survived the DH, and we survived raising and lowering the mound, and we've survived all kinds of things. And and we're, we'll survive walk-up songs. We'll survive it. What's next is what, what you What the hell is this? But walk-up songs me? have been around Just for... Just get your ass up there and hit. Right. <laughs> and if you don't, you don't... Just, if you... Uh, oh, I propose this. If Maybe if you get on base the next time you come up, walk up. If you are are, are put Ooh, out, wait a you get no walk. Your well, motivation is to get Why don't we have a song to get them from first to second? <laughs> I would not even start that. I need a song to get me from first to second. Guys <laughs> like Gogo would need to hear the song. I'm and not leaving. I'm not leaving the two. bag till I get my song. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> my stolen bass song. Right. You want me to steal? Then play La Cucaracha. Here, you know what? <laughs> so Here's my know. I Caught the Ball in the Outfield song. I caught the ball and the <laughs> ball won. <laughs> Honest to God yep. in heaven. Please, dear but, Lord. Royce had a line yesterday. He was reminiscing about opening day and going with his dad to the first ever opening day at the Met. And back then, the game was a damn art. Now what it is, it's a science. And if I hear this Derek Falvey come on the radio one more time one, one more and start time. talking about analytics, I'm going to jump out a window. 
No. I can't take it. Bring back a floor. bunch of fat Robinson brothers to sit up in that <laughs> piss-ant suite that Calvin had and make pencil scratchings on a piece of paper. There you go. I like this guy. I don't like this guy. A gut feeling. I Forget they, analytics. I hope they lose 161 No, we can't go there. We want to root for these guys. To not have walk-up songs. This walk-up show's on a really good roll with the Twins this week. Rook bitching about not being yeah. able to go to the Imagine eat the that. food. <laughs> press passes are chances are dwindling. One hundred sixty-two and zero. See why? Why am I like that? No, I'm serious. A lot well, of people read that today in the sports pages in the Pioneer Press. Who wrote the? That's uh, I'm telling you right now. That's why it upset you because you saw it in print. It's bad enough that they're doing it and you don't know about it. But the fact no, that somebody I, man, had to, I, I know there are walk-up songs. I've been to baseball no, games. No, but what I'm saying, what bothered you is the fact that it became they had a story. To put that yeah. in print. That's what bothered you. No, no, not really. Oh, really? Not really. No. What bothers me is that they that these songs that they the players expect this. No, get up there and hit you. What person. happened to Yeah. Well, I know that there are some guys because some guys that play baseball feel this same way and they say I don't I don't need one. So then one is selected on their behalf in some cases. Cuz I've heard players like that whether we've had guys on at Twins Fest or whatever saying that they also think it's stupid. We are doing everything humanly possible to prevent you from enjoying baseball. Every single thing. We got to have twenty-five new expensive food items, twenty-five new beers. We got twenty-five new songs. We got you know somebody's going to run around with a t-shirt gun and shoot a shirt at your face. <laughs> Home run derbies by local media celebrities mm. before the game. Right. I mean, all that. That's fun. Um, case in point, I was at the game with four friends mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Did Kirby Puckett have a wake up song? I'm, I'm doing some research or a walk right up now. song, whatever it is. When we fi- I got to the I got inside the ballpark in the top of the second inning. When when was this? Yesterday. Okay. Got very to the brisk ball- game, by the way. Yeah, and it, it it went by very quickly. We were sitting in one of the establishments inside the ballpark. Sure. When one of the what's pe- the point of being there? When one of the people, in other words, you went there but you didn't see the game. When one of the people in our group said. Who are the twins playing? Isn't that in something? about the sixth oh, inning? No. <laughs> she said, Who I have a serious question. Uh, Pat and I were season ticket holders the first five years, yep. yeah. just like I did for the Wild. You got to put your money where your mouth is. Yep. All right. Uh, and there were nice seats. Uh, if you said the area, uh, yeah, you guys had uh, uh, what's club the, level. No, what's that uh, above? Legends. Uh, Legends. Legends Club. Legends, Legends Club. Club. Yep. And uh, I, I know I had to have an aisle seat and all that, and we had a little shade over us, and it was really nice seats. We had four, and but even though even there, there was a constant hectoring of vendors and whatever. So I have yes. a serious question: Where's the best place to sit in that ballpark if you really want to intently watch the game? Where's the best place? I'm not kidding. Uh, Champions Club, Champion. I yeah. Well, R- I, I can't afford that. No, those are pretty spendy. Well, are you talking opening day or any no, no, game of any, the year? Any time you want to go to a Twins game, quite quite serious question. It's a beautiful ballpark. I love it. And I love the fact that they're back outside. Mm-hmm. Okay, where do you sit? Where is the best place to sit to, A, be able to intently watch the game, and, B, be the least bothered by vendors? I would say if you're in the lower deck, mm-hmm. uh, if you're near the, the heavy concession area, you will 
well, that's not true because the the, the I'm thinking first and third base, yeah. uh, not not right there, but before you get to the like the foul lines. First and third base. Here was my favorite. I don't want to spot. be way down on the foul pole. No, no, I'm saying between you know the the actual base and the yeah, the outfield. All right. All my right. favorite spot when we were still on 1500. We had when we had the Twins. We had four seats next to the bullpen in left center field that were that were third row something Who like did? that. Down the station. The, the station did. And I had the chance. That's to the outfield. S- I had the chance to sit there a couple times. I liked it personally because I love the BS that goes on with the guys in the bullpen. Right. So that to me was was my favorite spot to sit at Target Field. To answer your of question, course I also didn't pay yep. for the tickets, but Kirby Puckett, uh, Sledgehammer by Sledgehammer. Peter Gabriel. Uh, okay. Wade Boggs, addicted to love. So so how far back does this pathetic? Oh, a long time. Then go. This a is in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Well, it didn't go back to Willie Mays. No, it did not. It didn't go back to Joe DiMaggio. Oh. Ryan Sandberg, wake me up before you go go by, by wham. wham. Well, he no. should be he should be in prison. <laughs> he should be in prison. Tony Gwynn, the locomotion. Oh, by Kylie Minogue. No, he should be in prison. That's not good. Push it, salt and pepper. That's Benito Santiago. Ozzy Smith, Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. He should be embarrassed. Oral Hershiser, never going to give you up. Rick Astley and the Eck. Take me home tonight by Eddie Money. Eck, Eck, you, Eck, the most dark. The guy I've had a man crush on all my life. You're gonna take an Eddie Money song? Yes. Eddie Money, a former New York cop who can't sing. Oh, take me home tonight. That oh is from InsideSTL.com. I didn't mean to stay on this uh, oh, so so long. This is I, so... I, I just, I just, I hope they lose 161 games. No. And, I hope your eardrums get punctured by listening to this <laughs> crap that you got to play so you could go up and hit and then take four minutes to what? adjust your gloves. I have a question then, because I always thought, correct me if I'm wrong, that you liked when Mariano Rivera came in to enter Sandman. Well, I just was that, that because song. it was a one-time thing? I just, I just love that song. <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. It's the drum intro, isn't it? Well, it's the whole song is pretty good. <laughs> let yeah. me uh, let me just calm you down here with the nice little that? nice okay. little boathouse where you can park your uh, your Chris Craft oh, and just boy. kick back on that upper deck and have a nice cocktail. Say, I want you to get in touch with the gay, uh, the guys at Federated Guys and Gals. Uh, they're the best in the business. It's Oatana, Minnesota's own Federated Mutual Insurance Company, tailoring the insurance program to your individual business. Property and casualty, life, disability, sure, they got it all, but they also take care of you. If you're, if you're driving, they'll talk to you about auto liability and data compromise coverage. Look at the headlines. You, you're going to need data compromise coverage. The marketing representatives at Federated get to know you, the business owner, and how your business operates, and that allows them to customize the coverage you need. Your business is unique. You need an insurance carrier who treats it that way. Get in touch with a Federated Mutual, Federated Insurance Marketing Representative to see how their second to none service can help your business thrive because at Federated, it's their business to protect yours. There's many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Two examples of man, man. People losing touch with nature. They're not not necessarily funny. Uh, A tourist from Hong Kong died Mm. 
after he fell about a thousand feet into the Grand Canyon while doing what? Taking, Taking a, selfie. a selfie. Trying to take a photo. Mm-hmm. And this one was the one on the 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 bridge that goes out and around. Which, I have no idea where. It yeah, was. it's a there. It's a it's a bump out, and it you'd really have to work hard to fall off this thing. Fifty year old guy. That's a, oh, he was a fifty year old guy. Yep, fifty year old guy fell off the Grand Canyon. Taking a picture. Western Minnesota sheriff's deputies rescue motorist who drove into flooded waters. A driver who ignored a road close sign and drove through rushing floodwaters touched off a life-saving rescue Thursday in Lacquaparle County. Deputies from Lacquaparle County Sheriff's Office donned cold water rescue suits and used an inflatable raft to retrieve the male driver and his female passenger after their vehicle was swept off a country road and pushed into a farm field. With water rising fast, deputies rushed to the scene in Garfield Township just before 4 p.m. and found the man standing on the top of the car and a woman sitting on the door. Deputies, with the help of the Madison Fire Department and Madison Ambulance crew, were able to pull the motorist to safety. Everyone involved in the rescue did an excellent job of helping keep a bad situation from getting worse. The sheriff's office said in a statement, this is a good reminder that if there is water going over a roadway, please don't drive through it. It is illegal in Minnesota to drive around barricades and signs indicating a road is closed. Violators can face a fine of up to a grand or 90 days in jail. Give them, give this moron 90 days in jail. Yep. Or make him pay for the rescue. The rescue costs way more than a grand. Right. This is ridiculous. <clears throat> be smart around the water. But if, okay, go ahead and finish. It was not immediately clear if the driver would be fined or forced to pay the cost. Oh, or forced to pay the cost for the rescue. By all means, he should be forced to yes. pay for the rescue. No question. Because not only are you putting yourself, your passenger in harm's way, now you're making all of these people that are trying to help you, you're putting them in danger as well. Six inches of water will reach the bottom of most cars. MnDOT said, a foot of water will float many cars, mm-hmm. MnDOT said. Two feet of rushing water can carry away most vehicles, including SUVs and pickups. That's... Which are higher up. Now, is that an example of man losing uh, his relationship with nature, or is that just an idiot? That's just pure stupidity. There's, there's, there's very little distinction. Uh, That's true. Very little distinction between losing... Uh, your relationship but with nature you, and being a complete moron. You can't get away from the coverage of flooding in this state. Nope. It, it, it's everywhere, so you know that it's an issue. Why Why you would think that, oh, I could just go around this sign, I'll be fine. I do think we continue to be lucky in terms of the uh, nature cooperating with these really, really comfortable temperatures to prevent. I mean, if we had three 75 days, uh, degree days in a row, we'd probably be in a we'd worse in problem than we're in. Right. But uh, the Mississippi... Uh, I went over the high bridge yesterday just to look at the river. It's it's up there, but it's not 1965 levels yet. Right. Yesterday, I drove down to Faribault from my house, and I drove through Shakopee, where a lot of those roads are closed. And on 101, the I mean, the river is right up to the right up to right. the uh, high bridge. This is nothing new. No, nope. I have two stories. That well, are... now the the gentleman up in you remember the Brainerd story about the guy? Oh yeah, that was going to the boat show and went around the road close sign. But I don't think there was water involved with that. <laughs> I don't believe he had to pay for the rescue, the rescue attempt. I think sand is okay, right? Because I think they figured. Boy, you just nailed your that. car. You just nailed your me. car is so far in the sand that it's okay. But if it's I, not water, you're all right. You know what? 
I stand guilty. No, okay, but I, I'm making a distinction. I, I would, I would hope that I, I would hope that I would not have been stupid enough to drive around it had it been a flood situation. That's why I'm there making this point yeah. because you would not, you would have respected well, plus the water I, again. Remember, I told you I saw the car way up ahead and thinking, well, he made it. He got through. Yeah. But wait, good. did the sign? That you drove around, did it say just road closed or due to, fl- did, what did it say? Road closed. That's it. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So I committed a... 90 days. What is it? 90? Hey, uh, Aiken, Sheriff, come hey, on in. Hey the, guy right out, hey, hey, the guy out in Lockwood, County, never mind what I said. <laughs> no, because there's a distinction. That yeah. was water related. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Lockheed Parle, what does that mean? I don't the know. lake that speaks. Really? Yeah. Isn't that nice? By the way... When you said, you know, he should pay for it, yeah. I think he did. Yeah, you know what? You're off the hook because mentally, oh, I paid for mentally you were a wreck for, I don't know, maybe only about four months, I Until think. Until I got the car to the dealership. <laughs> they said, you did what? Yes. You, you, I think you paid for it, so you're off the hook. You have a clean slate. You know, they saw me coming, too, uh, and that speaks to their honesty. Because they, they thought, look at this idiot. What, what is, what's rattling uh, We here? could what's... tell him anything, he's going to buy it. And as, he, as he drove in, and the, the spokes, you could hear the sand. And like, That's like what a... I kept thinking. I, was gonna, I, I couldn't even drive. I was so keen on listening for grinding, and oh my not God. a thing happened. It was, it was like perfect. a beach in Malibu. It was perfect. It was You're perfect. like audio manna from heaven some days. You know I, that? I think so. Yeah. 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 Uh, two stories. I'll ask you a quiz question following them. Okay. A century ago, a century ago, a strain of pandemic flu killed up to 100 million people, 5% of the world's population. Okay. In 2013, a new mystery illness swept the western coast of North America, causing starfish to disintegrate. In 2015, a big-nosed Asian antelope known as the Sega lost two-thirds of its population, some 200,000 individuals, to what now looks to be a bacterial infection. But none of these devastating infections comes close to the destructive power of BD, a singularly apocalyptic fungus that's unrivaled in its ability not only to kill animals, but to delete entire species from existence. BD, Botrocterium dendrobotitis. Wow. Kills frogs and other amphibians by eating their skin and triggering heart attacks. It's Mm. often said that the fungus has caused the decline or extinction of 200 amphibian species, but that figure is almost two decades out of date. New figures compiled by a team led by Ben Scheel from the Australian National University are much worse. Scheel's team estimates that the fungus has caused the decline of 501 amphibian species, or about 6.5% of the known total. Of these, 90 have been wiped out entirely. Another 124 have fallen by more than 90%, and their odds of recovery are slim. Never in recorded history has a single disease burned down so much of the tree of life. It rewrote our understanding of what disease could do to wildlife, Shield says. It's a terrifying summary, says Jody Rowley from the Australian Museum. We knew it was bad, but this really confirms how bad, and these are just the declines we know about. The scale of these losses can be hard to appreciate. Let me just verify something here. I can't for imagine my, what the quiz was going to be. For my quiz question. A lot of numbers. Okay. I think I kind of know. I think I know what you're going to ask. Uh, in the 70s and 80s, amphibian experts began sharing ominous anecdotes about once plentiful populations that had mysteriously disappeared. 
Streams once full of eggs were clear. Nights once resonant with rabbits were silent. Nothing about the habitats had changed, save for their sudden, inexplicable froglessness. No one knew what the problem was, let alone the culprit. It was more than a search for a needle in a haystack. We were still debating the existence of the haystack, the researchers said. It's the first BD is the perfect frog killer. It kills with gusto and without fuss. Isn't that terrible? It, it is. Because I'm really, I'm a big frog guy. Yeah, I like I frogs. Love, I frogs, love frogs are fun to watch and observe. Uh, I'm just double-checking something here. Double-checking. All right, so you're leading up to a couple of questions on the, uh, the piece that you just rode through. Mm-hmm. We're losing um, frogs left a, and it's right. A, it's a bad deal. It's a bad uh, Okay. It's a bad deal. How do we, and we don't get the rid of The pace of decline has eased. That's the good news. There's no obvious way to deal with this. Some researchers have set up captive breeding programs to buy time for species in contaminated habitats. Others are looking at ways of manipulating the fungus or breeding more tolerant frogs or pairing the frogs with defensive bacteria or relocating frogs to sites that are inhospitable to the fungus. None of these solutions is a silver bullet. Second story. Okay. Uh, a disease, uh, also a fungus, called white nose syndrome. So we got BD, and now we got white nose. Well, it's and I'm very partial to bats. I've become a big fan of bats. You have a history with bats. I have a history with bats. I've learned a lot about them because they were uh, living in my house, mm-hmm. living in my uh, eaves, soffits yeah, outside. Soffits, okay. it, uh, there's light fixtures, and they were up there, and they would get in there, and. Uh, my initial reaction was, oh, this is dreadful. I hate bats. They're horrible. And the, and the guy who came out was just so gentle and so instructive. Uh, he, he he just handled that like a newborn. He got it out of there, and he cradled it in his With hands. With a glove on, right? Yeah, and, but then he took it and released it because bats are terribly important, terribly important. And we for no them. other reason, they eat mosquitoes. Right, right. Okay, so, but we're losing bats. In Minnesota, Minnesota's bat population has continued a sharp decline from the effects of white-nose syndrome, a fungal disease usually fatal to hibernating bats. The fungus that causes white-nose syndrome first showed up in Minnesota at the Sudan Underground Mine State Park in 2013. Bats started showing signs of the disease a couple of years later. It has since spread to other caves in the state, including Mystery Cave in southeastern Minnesota. Uh, the disease began killing bats in northeastern United States more than a decade ago and has since moved across the country, decimating bat populations. This is dreadful. Uh, bats have a voracious appetite for insects and are known to reduce mosquito populations and the populations of some agricultural crop pests. Some of those insect populations might increase because of the dramatic decline in bats. Researchers, including some in Minnesota, have been looking for ways to slow the spread of the fungus that causes the disease or to treat bats that have been exposed. Uh, In eastern states, it appears a few bats survive the disease to slowly rebuild populations. It's going to take many, many years, assuming that all the female bats have young every year for it to come back to any kind of sizable numbers. It won't happen uh, in my lifetime, said the uh, researcher. It's going to take generations. What uh, what do these? Sto- I suppose it's almost a ray of hope, but I'm giving it away when I tell you ray oh. of hope. What do these two stories have in common? Uh, they both have in common that at least we're aware of what's killing these. Um, uh, it's 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 not man made. This disease you're, you're getting closer, is not man made. We cannot blame the climate for being. Yeah. Nature will correct itself. Well, not only that, but in both cases. 
climate change wasn't blamed. Yeah. Well, for for obvious reasons, it's there's nothing to blame on the climate. So you could you could even extend that to uh, species that are now extinct, which obviously there have been species that have been going extinct for for millions of years. Sure, they they come and go in psych, in cyclical fashion. But the point is, you know, how old is that BD virus? That might be a million years old. We right. don't know. Right. We don't know what causes it to flare up and attack frog populations. Uh, we don't know anything uh, when it comes to the long-term dynamics of how nature works. I don't know why uh, bats developed white nose syndrome. It's a fungus. Where was that piece from? Do you remember which piece? The, the one you, you just, just read, read from. It was a. It was an off NPR site, but it's on a variety of news sites. Okay, I, I wonder how. Maybe that's even more of a ray of hope that somebody at NPR yes. didn't plug in climate. <laughs> that's change. what I'm saying. How did they resist? Well, not even a, even a shot. Due to climate changes, BD is on its way because back it's up. become almost comical the way we find that inserted to every. Remember, that's an industry where you can't be wrong. You're wrong no matter what happens. I mean, you're right no matter what mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. They could have thrown climate change in both the BD frog story and the bat story, and no one would have blinked an eye. That's what I'm saying. You're right. This is a true ray of hope. But this that's, a- that's some decent reporting in both those stories. And the fact is that uh, you know white nose uh, syndrome for the bats. Maybe that's been around in caves for a million years, but then maybe, well, I'm way above my pay grade here, but, but something triggers it, and, and it becomes contagious. Something something kicks it off. Here's today's ray of hope. No sense. That's got to be a ray of hope. And I, I... Or we've pushed back enough where... You know what? This, I don't this think, slipped out. I don't think the people writing those stories listen to us. But my mm. point is, my point is, these are uh, these are the ripple effects that go throughout nature. And uh, here's two that I I I'm concerned, but I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say it's because I drive a car. Uh, right. I'm pro bat, and I'm I'm I love animals. I'm pro bat, and I'm pro frog. What ticks a- I can do without. I'm still trying to figure out why ticks, why we need ticks. Do bats eat ticks, too? I bet they do. Wasn't that the cause of a great Roycey tirade? The tick hasn't evolved the much? The tick doesn't have any ambition. <laughs> hey, I told man. Pat one day, I said, <laughs> I said, Pat, did you see this? It was amazing. I remember telling you guys. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. What's it called? Amethyst? Amethyst? Uh, you know, a stone. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. uh, and then inside one of these, a million years old or something, was a tick. And it looked no different than today's tick. And I thought, how could that be? And for some reason, I felt compelled to share that with Patrick, who will be with us today, by mm, the way. Okay, good. I felt compelled to share that with Patrick. He says, apparently, they have no ambition. <laughs> I just, uh, they never right. updated themselves. Hey, this looks like a good rock. I'm going to uh, hang out here for about five million years. I'm going to miss the Twins game. I'm going to miss the opener. Hey, he said they had no marketing. There's nothing. They had no, no reason to improve themselves. Apparently they have zero ambition. <laughs> had no ambition. You know, other things have evolved, not ticks. Nope. No, no ambition. We like being the same. You guys need some new eyes or anything? No, oh, we're good. No, we're, we're good. Not. I'm not changing a thing. We're, we're, we're happy. We're happy. I'm by the woods. <laughs> that was his first response. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, they have no ambition. <laughs> Okay, that's one hell of a way to look oh, at it, isn't it? Yes, it that's is. That's one hell of a way to look at it. Say, uh, look at me, look at me. Uh, I want to remind people, 
that you know perfectly well. Uh, just going outside now, you can taste it. You can taste spring in the air. Yeah. The motorcycle season is upon us. I know some guys are already riding. I hope you're getting in touch with DennisKirk.com. Even if your bike is garage art, towards the end of my biking life, my bikes were garage art, but you can doll them up. Go to the uh, go to the DennisKirk.com website, a great website. They have more than 160,000 products in stock for you and your bike. Apparel, helmets, parts, tires, you name it. It doesn't matter uh, whether you ride a Harley, a Cruiser, or a sport bike. They have it. And if you're in a hurry for something, place an order by 8 o'clock today, and you'll get it tomorrow. Now, that's hard to believe, but that's the way DennisKirk.com does business. DennisKirk.com. Order today and get it tomorrow. You guys want to know the secret to a long life? Yep. Ambition. That's well. <laughs> yeah. Existence. The ticks have gotten Existence. along without it, and they've had a long life. Uh, newspapers, especially the British tabloids, uh, cannot resist attending the birthday of everybody who turns 100 right. and, and turning it into a big story. Yep. And then inevitably, you learn that the guy either had a shot of whiskey every day bacon. or, he, oh, or so. he ate bacon or he smoked his corncob pipe out on the porch. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a roll of dice how long you live, basically. You can do certain things. Don't smoke, probably. That's that's yep. chief, chief right there. Okay. But they always do it. Well, here's a guy in England who turned 111. Of course, his name is Bob Wheaton. He's got three kids, 10 grandkids, and 25 great-grandkids. He's 111. The 111. Yep. And he told the queen, I don't want any carts. I he don't know it, why the he... public should pay for that. Okay. I don't want to fuss. Just leave me alone, queen. Right. <laughs> He's got his wits about him. Because I'm sure that's part of the queen business. you got to send the cards to the people yep, who turn 100. Yep. You, you, know. call the, you call Donald Jackson the calligrapher. He does up a card. This guy still goes to the grocery store, does his own shopping, oh. does his own cooking. Uh, well, he lives in a community where he can walk to a corner store or whatever. Yeah, okay, his name is Bob right Waiting. Well, they finally got around right. to asking him, well, you know, Bob, what's the... Uh, uh, Timing. As he said... <laughs> As he celebrates his 111th birthday today, Britain's oldest man has revealed the trick to living uh, such a long life. You know what his answer was? Come on, baby. Come on, baby. What? I don't know. I'm hoping it's something I'm involved in. Yeah, right. (laughs) We all are involved. Yes. Avoid dying, he said. (laughs) All right. Okay. He's He's a smartass, too. Avoid Avoid dying. dying. That's it. He had no other. He didn't offer any. What's the secret to your longevity? Avoid dying. He had no other tips. He had nothing about alcohol, nothing about food, nothing about exercise. Wow! <clears throat> did the reporter it. did the reporter pry a little bit and say, you know, what is your normal dietary routine? Well, I, I might, I might have that. We'll see here. We might see that. Uh, One hundred eleven. Avoid dying. He's uh, how do you argue with that? He's celebrating the birthday, surrounded by his friends at his retirement flat in Alton, Hampshire. Yes, mm-hmm. yes Hampshire. Yes, he doesn't want people gushing over him. Don't gush. No. no gushing. In fact, he shuns attention so much that he even asked the Queen not to bother sending him a card in the future to save the taxpayer money. He was born in 1908, March 29, 1908. I do not like the attention. He said, "I quite like meeting people I have never seen before. That's one of my delights. I like meeting people who have been places and have some understanding of what it means to be a human." He th- he doesn't think life has changed much between humans. He thinks just technology has changed, the speed of communication, the speed of travel. But he said the relationships between people, he thinks, are the same as they were 100 years ago, 100 years ago. See if I can find you something about his food. The basic concerns of human beings of meeting and interacting with other human beings is exactly as the, exactly the same as it's always been. Can this person be trusted, he said. 
That's wow. how he, uh, you know. Okay. Uh, he said, regarding changes in the world in practical terms, one thing is the speed of travel. In 1933, I traveled to the Far East on a boat to Hong Kong, and it took six weeks. Wow. Now you can fly there in about eight or nine hours. Uh, speed of communications. Uh, he weighed in on that. Uh, he doesn't want a mobile phone because he can just as easily phone someone without one. Does he have that big cheerleader horn as a hearing aid <laughs> that uh, he's resisted? No, he's sharp as a pack. But how that, would uh, how would any one of us do you think take a six week boat ride to get over to Hong Kong? No, who's who am I not going with? I'm pointing at him. I'd be right a bad now. waiter. Oh, I'm pointing God. at my guy. I'm not going. Are to we Hong there Kong yet? Yes. It's <laughs> only been two weeks. <laughs> right, one day into it. He was an engineer, and he still has a workshop in his flat where he makes windmills and ornaments from recycled wood. He still shops and cooks for himself, and regularly goes to the local supermarket using his walking aid, for which he's had a. For which, for which he has had a new number plate, Bob 111, created to mark his birthday. He might live to be 125. Mm-hmm. Promoting human interaction is the motive of my life, he said. But that, there's your key. If anybody wants to know the, uh, you know the key to a long life... He just summon up old Bob there from England. What do you avoid again? You you avoid death. That's easy. Avoid that reminds dying. me of a great Clint Eastwood story. What? Did I tell you guys that story? No. Uh, who's the? Uh, who am I thinking of? Oh shoot! Clint Some Eastwood. famous country music. Oh, uh, Toby Keith. Was it Toby Keith? Yes. Did I tell you guys this story? You told me Refresh. this off off the air. Toby Keith, uh, for some reason, was was hanging out with Clint Eastwood and and talking to him and. And uh, Clint said, tomorrow's going to be my 89th birthday. And Toby said, well, how do you do it? And Clint Eastwood had a great answer. What did he say? Oh, no. Avoid Toby, dying. Uh, Toby Keith said, what are you going to do? And he says, I'm going to make a movie, which I think was The Mule, the movie. Mm. And, and Toby Keith just shook his head and said, you're 89. How, are you, how do you do it? And, he, and Clint said, every morning when I get up, I don't let the old man in. Isn't that a great That's line? That's a great line. Oh, wow. And that uh, that became a song. I believe it's probably part of the soundtrack of The Mule. Every day I get up and I don't let the old man in. Wow. Isn't okay. that neat? That Every day neat. I get up and I try to get rid of the old man. <laughs> Every day you get up, you got to take the old man right, someplace. Like, hey, where are you going? Let's go here. All right, we'll be back in a bit, GLers. A beautiful lawn is just a click away at ProfessionalTurf.com. Log on, fire up that phone, schedule a free in-person, no-obligation lawn care estimate right now at ProfessionalTurf.com. You do that, a seasoned lawn care vet's going to come to your house, analyze your situation, then come up with a three- to five-step fertilizer and weed control program that's not only environmentally safe, but also absolutely guaranteed for superior results. You will have the best lawn on the block. Do it now, ProfessionalTurf.com. Hey folks, John Madden here, and you're listening to Garage Logic. I mean, the mayor, he's the guy that, that runs that thing. I mean, I mean he's the guy that, that takes care of all that stuff the mayors do. Fireworks, uh, starting up stuff, cylinders, you know, he's, he's Joe Shustray. I mean, the mayor! Seattle bus driver is shot but gets riders to safety. Wow. That's uh, a bussy. That's all, a sto- bussy. all stories from Seattle are now going to capture my attention because of the extraordinary documentary called Seattle is Dying. When we all learned, or at least I did, that homeless 
homelessness is not really homelessness. It's a drug addiction problem. It's a drug addiction problem. In fact, I got an email. Uh, shoot, where is it? Hey, new Holcomb cartoon today, by the way. Yeah, go to uh, garagelogic.com, click on the features menu, and uh, select it. It's uh, the mayor-inspired uh, cartoon this week. Well, he's playing off my bit where uh, if there's a disaster, get out of my way. I'm going to be the right. first one out of here. Oh, you know? Okay, yeah. So it's very accurate. Pushing babies, women. Yes, yes. Got away, lady. And you know what he did? He he he, uh, he emailed me a video clip from a Seinfeld episode in which George did just yes. that. I remember that. Hilarious. The mayor is I the have inspiration. To watch Rookie's reaction to when he finally sees this. <laughs> The only illustrated podcast in America. Oh, he's so good. Okay, Ryan writes, uh, he linked me to a recent video about the homeless problem in San Francisco. Social workers are saying, no, drugs are the problem. It's not often you hear a social worker in San Francisco confirm it's drugs that are the real problem. Okay, this is a breakthrough, isn't it? I saw that email. I I will only disagree with Ryan on one thing. Mm. Social workers are the ones who will point that out all right well i i'm i'm a relative of one yeah but you're not a relative of one in euro frisco that's true yeah. no that's that's a good point uh bus driver eric stark was hit by the hit in the torso by a bullet but authorities have said uh, still managed to turn the bus around and drive his passengers to safety the gunman was walking in a neighborhood he killed two men he just walking down the street firing i, I won't dwell on the story but oh, we never heard back from our people in Seattle. Correct. I would love to know if this was a so-called homeless person. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I would love to know that. I, I have no... Uh, there's If he was in the encampment of the homelessness and so forth? He, once the bus got away, this guy just killed a guy, took his car, ran into another car, killed that guy. I wonder if they'll arrest him in Seattle. Well, if he has under three ounces of methamphetamine, no, they won't. 33-year-old suspect was arrested after a brief standoff. I wonder if he's back on the street yet in Seattle. God almighty. We need to know more about that. All right. Where is the story? Where is it? Here it is. What? Are you going to bring us down? It's Friday. Oh, I'm going to play some video for you. Or audio for you. okay. Audio for you. Okay. Campus Reform does a great job in helping us understand the failed academy. Mm Mm-hmm. And they went to Florida International University in Miami, and uh, they asked uh, kids uh, if they favored socialism or capitalism. Mm -hmm. And invariably, the students all weighed in on behalf of socialism. They liked the idea of all that free stuff. Right. And then the the, uh, fellow for campus reform, Cabot Phillips, uh, he said, well, let's, let's, uh, let's apply that to your grade point average, GPAs. Uh, shouldn't those students with high GPAs uh, share some of those GPAs with students with lower-performing GPAs? And invariably, all the students said no. So they're all hypocrites. So let's play the uh, play the audio. I'm Kevin Phillips with Campus Reform. Today we're at Florida International University talking to students about their opinions of socialism and if they'd support a socialist GPA policy. Would they be willing to share their high GPA with people that have a low GPA after all, it's all about equality. Which would you rather have in America, socialism or capitalism? I would say socialism. How do you view the word socialism, favorably or unfavorably? I guess I would go with favorably. Like, I have family in Europe. They go to college for free. Their health care is paid for. They don't have to worry about it at all. I favor that over capitalism. Okay, got it. I also think I favor that, like, socialism over capitalism. Socialism is more geared toward, like, helping the people in your 
you know, the governed. I'd rather people have that same opportunity. There's a lot of excess in America. The main idea of socialism being that people at the top are doing their fair share to help people at the bottom, trying to prevent disparity of income and trying to prevent excess, as you called it. So on campus, if there's a, a GPA disparity where there's people at the bottom with a poor GPA, mm-hmm. would you support a policy where people at the top spread the wealth and give that GPA to people at the bottom? Give? Like, help them get a better GPA? Yeah. I'm all for helping. I wouldn't give, like, oh, let me just give you some of my points. But it's about being fair, right? We got to help people at the bottom? I've lost a lot of sleep, so I don't know if I will be fair. It's hard. If I guess Can you stop it? it would be kind of, like, hypocritical for me to say. The same people that said they prefer socialism. Mm-hmm. He's he's these are the same people that he's asking about the GPA. The exact same people. There, and there, there's no trickery in this. I watched the whole video. It's pretty straightforward. But the same kids you're hearing who liked socialism, are, and then he goes back and he asks those same people the GPA stuff. I know. That's completely different. How is it different? Cuz I'm like studying all day for my grade. What do you mean by sharing it? Like literally like giving them a chunk of my GPA? Yep. yep. Um, dang. I would want to say no straight up. But what's the difference between earning a high GPA and not wanting to give it away, but then earning a lot of money and also not wanting to give that away? Hmm. Well, I feel like the difference is that you you study for your grades, right? And grades often reflect how much time you spend studying. But You gotta work pretty hard to become a millionaire. I mean, I'm not denying that fact either, but for the regular working person, you know. Do you think there's a similarity between earning your salary and, and maybe not wanting to give it away to people that aren't working to earn it? And same thing with the GPA, where you earn it and you say, well, I don't necessarily want to give it to anyone who might not be working for it. Right. I think it's just that whole sense of pe- thinking that no one's going to work for it. I mean, I sacrifice a lot to get my GPA. You know, I, I don't um, go out as much as I'd like to, but that's for something like a greater goal in the future, um, the way I see it. So, no, I wouldn't sacrifice my own things, like sacrifice my own time to help somebody else who um, didn't want to make those same sacrifices. There's some people who are in the bottom, but they really are working. And there's some yeah. people who are in the bottom, and they deserve that yeah. poor GPA. Kind of like people making money with their income? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like some people. <laughs> Let's not throw shade. But isn't like, it about helping the less fortunate? you profiting off of my work for you. So who's really the bad guy here? Um, I don't think that'd be a good idea because then you're taking away from people that earn that grade. And what about the ones that aren't really working hard for their grades? Mm-hmm. So they're just going to get something they don't really deserve. Got it. And do you think it's similar with your salary? Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. No, that's the complete opposite of meritocracy. Okay. The complete opposite. That's like awful. <laughs> I don't think they're comparable because your GPA is not directly linked to like your quality of life Jesus. necessarily. God. But you still have to earn it the same way you'd have to earn a salary, right? Well, I don't think most rich people in this country necessarily earn it. Much of that money is inherited. Much of that money, <laughs> you know, is from made from the stock market, which isn't, they're not actually working for that. They're pressing a button behind a computer for that. I mean, <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, then there would be no point to having a GPA because then if everyone has the same, then there's no metric, right? But it's all about fairness, right? <laughs> well, like, is it fair? Like, look at it. I look at it this way, right? 
is it fair for everyone to have the same outcome or to have the same opportunity, right? For me, having the same opportunity is what is fair, right? Not the same outcome, right? Because if I work harder than you and I get a better result, then it is only fair that I get a better grade or I get a better opportunity than you, right? I'm Kevin Phillips with Campus Reform. Thanks so much for watching. Okay. Welcome to America. Our future. I guarantee guarantee you that... uh, Campus reform could go to any campus uh, in the country. And find that exact and, and same And find uh, yep. pretty much the same responses. By the way, I counted. Mm-hmm. Uh, that video we played just shy of three minutes. Uh, I've got 13 likes mm-hmm. and f- seven different I think mm-hmm. in there. Wow. Well, they answered their own question. They're asked if they prefer socialism over capitalism, and they go, yes, because they've been all... They're right. products of a failed academy. And that's the that's the, the thing now is socialism. Okay, you like that idea, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, socialism. Yeah. I got people and relatives in Europe. Everything's free. Okay, what about your GPA? You got a, you have a 4.0 GPA, and a, another guy in your dorm probably has a 1.9. Uh, Blutarski. Uh, yeah, Blutarski has a 1.9 G, uh, GPA. Do well, wanna, he does his party. Why, why don't you share that with him? Well, no, I, I, this is where I work. Well, you just answered the question, you dumb kids. But how many of those do you think actually have a high GPA? Because I'm going to guess they don't. You that's, can't that's, possibly that's be Florida that International? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, we aren't talking Stanford here. <laughs> Go Owls. <laughs> how many of those kids had their parents pay for them to get into Florida International? I think Florida right. International would pay you. That's right. true. Yeah, come on, Ed. Ovaltine rapper. The door's open. That's where we got Richie. Who's Richie? Richie Patino. He coached at Florida International University. Our guy right here? Mm-hmm. Really? That's yeah. right. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. But, wow. You know, I see these uh, videos all the time because uh, I'm a big fan of studying the failed academy. And, and Campus Reform does a good job. They do a great job. And uh, and I rarely play them because they're, they're all so dispiriting. Yeah. Uh, but uh, with socialism so much in the news now, I thought, well, let's play this one. And, and it's just predictable what these kids would say. Who have been uh, all, through the indoctrination over the years. You know, they're all of a mind of, of do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> they do not want to give up their GPAs. No, no. I'm at four right now. They'll be, glad to to take, they'll be glad to take your money, but they're not going to be glad to give you any of their GPA. Because they worked hard for it. Sure. And it has value. Didn't you work hard for your money? Hell yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about. And it about. has value. Mm-hmm. Uh, AOC, in, the, uh, in my positivity test yesterday, you played, uh, you played an AOC yeah, uh, she was, audio uh, uh, responding to her defeat yes. of the Green New Deal. Yes. And uh, frequent emailer Tom Wilson said, AOC said science is not a partisan issue. Climate change is a partisan issue. Therefore, climate change is not science. I guess she has a point. <laughs> Uh, Joe, you guys uh, missed something significant in the clip Reavers played from Occasional Cortex. She said she only had health insurance for the last year. Wasn't having health insurance mandated by Obamacare? Another example of the left playing do as I say, not as I do. Love the podcast, Rich in Duluth. Uh, And here's uh, uh, Scott says, well, here's how to respond to the 90-second bit from yesterday's uh, playing of the occasional Cortex audio. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have two hard shell tacos, one bean and beef burrito, <laughs> and a Coke. Boom. It's a boom. It's a boom. And then the turkeys. Remember the guy, uh, 
This is from uh, Tyler in Moorhead. Mm-hmm. When I heard you guys talking about the turkey hunter story uh, uh, on the March 27th show, it stuck out for me uh, in that the story mentioned turkeys being scarce or something to that effect. Now, what, what the hunter in Alabama shot was a white turkey. Apparently, they're rare, right? Okay. I did not know a white turkey is rare. Well, my point, uh, and Kelsey had a great point, too. Uh, This guy says the turkeys aren't rare. They're all over the urban areas, uh, uh, Tyler is telling us. Yes, that's true. It's true in St. Paul. Hell, there's certain certain mail routes in St. Paul where the mail carriers can't get to the house because of the turkeys. Right, because they're very, very aggressive around those ladies. But Kelsey said that Hunter should hire the attorney who's representing the Covington kids. Yep. uh, And then sue the hell out of Alderman. Keith Olbermann, who started a Twitter campaign to make mm-hmm. that kid's life hell. Uh, when, why don't we do that when we come back? Perfect. All right. Patrick joining us. Hey, Pat. Yes, Joe. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Do you know why turkeys and geese are overrunning the Twin Cities? No. Because they have no mortality rate. Mm-hmm. You see a little mother duck walking across the street with mm-hmm. those little tiny ducks? Mm-hmm. About eight of them, there's going to be about one that lives if it's lucky. You see a mother goose walking across the road with 11 of those monsters. They're all going to live and be crapping like the, for the rest of their lives, just like the turkeys. Ew. They're too damn big. There's no mortality rate. All right. That's a good point. In other words, a fox probably won't even go after a turkey. Oh, the turkeys will beat the hell out of right. a fox. They don't want anything to do with them, man. Here was my question to you. Yes. Because uh, I've been asked this. Uh, I, 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 The CP, by the way, Pat, uh, yes. Picked uh, has fifteen of the sixteen teams in the Sweet Sixteen. You're kidding! I'm me. not kidding Holy you. Cow. And that leads to my question: You and I both remember when this tournament was six paragraphs on page eight. Oh yes, it's right. Unbelievable. So, okay, yes. what has happened to the point where the CP, who does not know a basketball from a street lamp, <laughs> is is leading a, a giant field of uh, her friends and family in a, in a uh, basket? What? How did this? What happened to this tournament? Well, what happened? At its at its core, it's ESPN. Yeah, okay. you know, and we're now forty years into it, but ESPN popped up with a twenty-four hour sports station. They had nothing to put on it. Uh, they 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 went to college basketball, which had an endless number of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hired this goofy Vital, who basically got fired at Detroit University because he was such a nut job. Right, and uh, they put him on, and then uh, because of ESPN and the chance to get TV exposure, Dave Gabbett, who used to be the coach at Providence, formed the. Big East. He put together the Big East. You, Joe, you and I, those were just a bunch of slap, slappy teams out east. Mm-hmm. They had no conference. St. John, Seton Hall, right. Georgetown. Right. Uh, and they put those all together in the big eastern markets. And the Big East by uh, 80, what year did Villanova beat Georgetown? 84? 83 80, or 84, yeah. 84 or 5? 
they had three of the four teams in the final four and it just, and then now it's programming. And, uh, then they came up with, you know, when the Gophers won the big 10 in 82, I think it was still only a 32 team tournament Mm -hmm. or something. And they just kept expanding and expanding. And there are now 360 division one college basketball teams. There used to be about 150, uh, 40, you know, 40 years ago. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I think it's forced upon us. I, I don't know. When I was a kid, the big thing in Minnesota was to fill out the eight-team state high school basketball right. tournament bracket, <laughs> clip right. it out of the Minneapolis or St. Paul papers, and everybody throw in a buck. Right. Now you got 68 teams to right. uh, pick from. So. In 1985, Villanova did beat Georgetown. Do you want to know what day that was? I don't. April 1st. Well, it's no different this year, really. Not a lot. Yeah, that wasn't, hasn't, uh, we start, you know. We start April. Well, Brooke, we still got, what, how many weeks? Look, I know back, the first NCAA tournament I covered was uh, when Reagan got shot. When was that? That was in the 80s. 80, 81. You know, Philadelphia. It was, we you were, were in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And uh, uh, Indiana was playing, was it North Carolina in the final? And uh, and uh, Ronnie got shot, and we spent all day waiting to see if we were going to play the game or not. And uh, when they said he was out of out of the woods, uh, they started the game an hour late. But March thirtieth. But that was still played in the Philadelphia Spectrum. Right. And uh, you know it was uh, it was just it just has kept getting more enormous. Even then, I bet you didn't have more than a hundred and. 60 or 70 Division One colleges, but every little Bowdown College in North Carolina now is a Division One school. The only answer I could come up with is that America has an insatiable appetite for festivity. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Boy, this, this uh, becomes by the way, three uh, weekends of festivity. Having flown into uh, the, or having uh, picked someone up at the uh, Twin Cities Airport today, mm-hmm. uh, not today, this week, mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a real, when our guests from around the land start arriving and go down to pick up their bags and find out that uh, uh, half of the uh, doors that you would come out and when people picked you up are right. closed because of construction. That's right. It was a madhouse Wednesday night. What's mm-hmm. it going to be like next Wednesday? Uh, that's a good question. More of a madhouse. Yes. And hey. I think what you're going to do is... Uh, We'll, we'll basically, if you're not a guest for the Final Four, they're going to treat you like the dirt on their shoes out there. All those volunteers will be pushing you out of the way to get the bags from for some basketball coach from Guilford College or something. You know what I thought yesterday was as heartening as uh, Barrios' performance? Which Two I hours th- and 18 minutes. Well, it's that too, but Buxton's double. Yes, yeah. He, I tell you, it's a, it's a different... Chip on his shoulder, Buxton. Mm-hmm. The Twins, when they didn't call him back last year, agitated him. I don't think they knew. They were just doing it on the outside chance he became a player so he wouldn't have a service time as far as becoming a free agent four years from now. But they managed to irritate him to the point that he basically is saying the hell with everybody. He sees the ball. He takes a hack. He's not having 25 different guys telling him what to do as a hitter. He's just 
kind of if he strikes out fine, but he's he's being very. I don't even. I, I, there's a better word than aggressive. There's a there's a word that like defiant almost. Okay, I'm gonna hit like I used to hit. I don't need any advice from you. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you throw me a first pitch fastball, I'm gonna hit it. And uh, because he's been uh, defensive as a hitter during his whole time in the big leagues, and he's finally now offensive as a hitter, and maybe that'll serve him well. Pat, that's what I was going to say, because I didn't get to watch him much this spring, but when I was watching him yesterday, he didn't look as intimidated in the batter's box as he has in years past. I think it's his walk-up song. He, he, he's <laughs> got a new walk-up song, a fresh Pat, fresh I, had a tirade, uh, I had a tirade earlier today, because the Pioneer Press today <laughs> printed the walk-up songs for the entire okay. lineup, and I said, I hope they lose 160 one games. Yeah, but it's not their fault. Who's the hell it is it? Do you think Joe DiMaggio needed a no, walk-up no, song? No, no, it's not their fault. The Pioneer Press printed them. It's it's just a sad commentary on society that anybody gives a damn what somebody's walk-up song is. Well, plus, how long are we away from goes. the players on first saying, I ain't going to second until I hear a song? <laughs> Somebody like Go-Go, yeah. you know? You want yeah, me to steal? Is, you better yeah. play La Cucaracha. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they got something that they play down in Fort Myers. It's it's apparently a repetitive sound out of a Christian song. What the hell is that? And it goes and it, and it just repeats itself oh. and repeats itself <laughs> to the point that I'm going down there and issuing some unchristian comments saying. <laughs> Turn that bleeping thing off. You're driving everybody oh, nuts. God, it just drives me crazy. Yeah. It just bring uh, back uh, the organ player. Bring back Willie Peterson on the magic organ. Yeah. <laughs> Willie Mays didn't need a damn walk-up song. No, no, he didn't. Yeah. That's right. But, but we uh, did. Well, you said yesterday, this game used to be an art, man. Now it's a science. Yeah, it is. But uh, yesterday, it was uh, it was flying, man. Yeah. Seventh inning stretch, 87 minutes. Isn't that something? Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you go one, two, three every yeah. inning. Yes, that's right. Well, the Twins threw, uh, four, was it through uh, four innings? I believe he'd thrown, uh, Kluber thrown 24 pitches or something like that. What was the excuse for not letting him complete the game? Uh, Barrios? Yeah. Well, he was 97, was it? 97. Yeah, yeah they're not going to let him first start of the year. This. They're not going to let him do it. They would have let him if he would have gotten if he would have gotten the third guy. They would have let him go eight, but they weren't at, in on March twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. Joe, mm-hmm. they are not going to let a guy throw over a hundred pitches. So. Well, way too premature to be terribly optimistic, but boy, they looked terribly competent, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Uh, and, but you know, and and I'm well, had as much fun watching Brios as the next guy. But this Cleveland lineup is uh, last place. If without their pitching, that's the last place lineup they're playing right now. Now yep. they're going to get Lindor back, and they're going to, you know, maybe get Carlos Gonzalez in the lineup, and they'll be better. But the lineup they had in the field yesterday, take away the starting pitching, which is fantastic, is a last place lineup. It's a that was a brutal. Well, they're game. missing yeah their best two hitters right now, Lindor and and yeah, Ramirez. and they you know the owner being an idiot he was didn't you know let a bunch of guys go when this as we've talked about this is basically their last go round with Kluber and Bauer and those guys and yet they're not going to take their shot because they the guy didn't want to keep his team together so. Yeah. 
Anywho, but yeah, it was a lot of uh, fantastic uh, pitching yesterday, cause you, which which you get on opening day, you know, because I mean, right. that's that's when you get the you get your two aces. I would have liked the men in Washington yesterday for Scherzer and DeGroom. Ooh, yeah, yeah. What was it? They had twenty six strikeouts in the game, I think. So some uh, fastballs going. Uh, yeah, but it was a, a nice day and. Uh, uh, people very worried about the backup at the gates. We wanted our puffy jackets. Oh my yesterday, God, Joe! <laughs> the mob. I was down. I went down there at noon, three hours before the game started. I got downtown a little before noon. All the ramps were full. Everything was so full. I had to turn around, drive back to Golden Valley, and uh, and get uh, Mrs. Ricey to drive me back down and drop me off. I'll be damned. It was so chaotic. I took the choo-choo over there, Patrick, and it took about 40 minutes just from here to get over there because it was every every train car was packed. Oh, yeah. I wonder how many people paid. Well, I did. I I, I paid. That's a GL rule, Pat. We pay when we get on the train. I I drove the train downtown from the airport the other day. Yeah. There was a young woman got in with a baby, and uh, I looked over and I said, "Did that kid pay?" I don't like the Wilds' chances to make the playoffs, Pat. And even if well, they do, I don't they like their tonight, chances. They're not. It's official. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. They're I mean, at Vegas. I, no, I, I'm not sure it's official, but it might as well be. I mean, Colorado is Colorado has had a terribly tough schedule, and yet they've uh, four points kind of ahead. Up yeah. And won some games, and if the if the the wild uh, loses tonight, they got no shot. No, I agree. But, but we've you know, owned they, the we've owned the Knights though at home during the regular season. Yeah. They conceded, however, the, this team conceded basically when they made a couple of those trades. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 were when they make those trades, they were planning not to make the uh, playoffs. So, uh, all right, sir. Thank you. We, we, uh, Let's before we let Patrick go, we yeah. should we should let him know that in our research for walk up songs <laughs> that we did learn that your pretty boy, Dennis Eckersley, had Take Me Home Tonight by Eddie Money was his yeah. walk up song. Yeah. I'd have uh, a, a a big hit by Whoopi John Wilfart. That's what I have. I'm not sure which one, but some good. How about a nice polka song to come up? That'd agitate. I don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for me. Yeah, they might not go for that. Me. Should be Willens Ostadio's walk up song. <laughs> yeah, that could be. I think he's lost a few though. I'm worried about him, man. He looks sleek, doesn't he? He looks much I know. more sleek. We told him to go back to Venezuela and whatever you do, don't. Lose any weight, but he uh, gained some. So can we get he had f- the biggest hand of anybody introduced before? The yes, game. he did. Can we get a full weather report of the uh, outside at uh, Golden, your Golden Valley estate? It's a nice and sunny day here today. Blue sky. It's a fine day. I'm. Uh, I don't know what all you people were complaining about the all of the winter. I got home. There's no snow on the ground. It's sixty degrees. <laughs> what the hell? It just isn't the same though, is it? As down south. Oh, I'm. I'm fine. I'm glad to be home. All right. All right. We'll Bye-bye. talk to you next time. Thanks, Patrick. Patrick, James, Stephen, Ricey chiming in. Uh, you got anything to say here, big boy? Yeah, I do. Uh, the weather's getting better, and that means the bikes are going to come out. Get a hold of DennisKirk.com, Minnesota's own DennisKirk.com. More than 160,000 products in stock for you and your bike. Doesn't make any difference what kind of bike you ride. They'll take care of you. They have it. Free shipping on orders over $89. DennisKirk.com is the best place to get your stuff. Basketball, basketball, basketball madness. 
This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. Let the Canopy Group help you with your brackets for your home and auto insurance program. If you rely on State Farm, Farmers, or Liberty Mutual, remember, they only have one team in their bracket. We have 16 in ours. We guarantee a winner for the best coverage at the best price. The Canopy Group has outsmarted the insurance bracketologist. Every month is madness for the Canopy Group as they continue to comb the insurance marketplace for their clients. We can work on your home and auto insurance program while you pick up the remote and channel surf all of your basketball options. Visit thecanopygroup.com or let the Canopy Group help you by calling 800-967-3389. Let the Canopy Group put their sweet 16 to work for you. 800-967-3389. The best lawn on the block is a click away, professionalturf.com. Let one of the professionalturf.com lawn care technicians stop out and analyze your lawn and then create a three- to five-step program that will keep your lawn free of weeds, crabgrass, and dandelions all season long. All you have to do, water and mow. It's that simple. They're locally owned, professionalturf.com. They've been serving us here in the Twin Cities since 1982. Wow. The best lawn on the block, it's a click away, professionalturf.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Suchere. Windmilling alert, windmilling alert. Windmilling alert. French farmers say their cattle are dying from electricity generated by wind turbines and solar panels. Okay. (laughs) What did socialists use for uh, light before candles? What did socialists use for light before candles? For illumination before candles. What? Electricity. Cattle farmers in France say their stock are dying off from exposure to electricity generated by nearby wind turbines and solar panels, blaming lethal levels of volts through the ground and water sources for their losses. When a number of cattlemen in Côte d'Amour, Brittany... How do you say that, Rook? Côte d'Amour. Côte d'Amour? Côte d'Amour. Côte d'Amour, Brittany, noticed unexplained weight loss and death occurring in their herds. Veterinarians could not offer explanations, so the farmers ran tests on their land and determined that electrical currents from nearby wind turbines and solar panels were exposing their cows to energy levels three times the accepted threshold for animals. Uh, this has been reported in uh, the British paper, the Daily Mail. They local, couldn't even complain. Local Patrick, uh, local farmer Patrick Le Neche claims the mysterious deaths began after the installation of new photovoltaic solar panels near his land. He told French radio station Europe One, there is a lot of direct current coming into the earth. When we see all the animals die, it is untenable. Well, no kidding. I come from uh, uh, French farmers. What... Uh Again, your, well, it's, it's uh, your true, family it's name, you, well, you went way back to research <laughs> how the, the, the beautiful Souchere name, which sounds, it flows freely. What it is it? Does, it means what does this literal Land mean? cleared of stumps. Ah, yes. <laughs> Why not? It paints a great picture. And uh, the other, the name they wiped off was Champion. Champion? Champion? Well, he got a little trouble. Uh, ah, switched couple, up the name. A couple of grandfathers ago got in a little trouble. And... Uh, <laughs> 
had to leave the country under an assumed name. So, Rather briskly, huh? But I went and I went with my uncle and some cousins. We found the uh, the farmstead. Wait, what was the what was the previous last name? You said Champion. I think that's Champion. French for drives around closed signs. Right, drives yeah. around road closed sign. Boy, you sir. nailed me there, didn't you? Uh, you know, resist, re- could reluctantly, you? it was reluctant, but I just in my mind's eye saw. He a, gave uh, me the look. The I got him. Yeah, hang on. Went, just right. wait for this one. Do Let you know, me get the next. You know, it's kind of interesting. Yep. It's kind of interesting. Yep. Do you think that that it's that it's your job to make me look bad? It wasn't. It wasn't. You couldn't resist. I wasn't you? trying to make you look. Well, you I did. W- no, here's what I I was going more for the humor yeah. than I was the direct attack. <laughs> Some herds in Cote d'Amour have dwindled by the hundreds in recent years, allegedly because of electricity emitted by antennas, transformers, and turbines. Farmers from nearby P A Y S. Would be what? P A Y S. D E. Then oh. a new word, D E. Yeah. New word, L A. And then L O I R. I know that's lore. L O I R. Yep. Because Pay there's the lore. Pay de la lore. Pay de la lore. Pay de la lore. Have also reported losses of animals near wind turbines, and a farmer from Val de Seon in Rhone blamed electrical currents for harming the health and behavior of his stock two years ago. The Val de Sion farmer reportedly told Le Progress, when there, are, when there are power spikes, some cows gather in one corner, others start to limp. Calves that felt good the day before die. Jeez. Well, you know. That's legit. That's not... Well, uh, you got to have you got to have solar, Matt, and wind. Solar, wind. Because I mean, anything else to... would destroy them. Right, right. You need to keep those coffee shops going downtown. Uh, the cattle are much more vulnerable to electrical currents than people. Uh, this is that. according to Thibault Bouchut of France's Sanitary Defense Group reported. Mm. The cattle are much more vulnerable to electrical currents than people, saying the human body has an electrical resistance of 1,500 ohms, while the cows only 500 ohms, not to mention that they are not separated from the ground by rubber soles. Breeders are not always aware of electrical disturbances, Bouchut continued. And sometimes the seemingly unexplained problems they face discourage them, even if they are competent. Farms close down because of that. So wind turbines and solar panels, according to the farmers, are wiping out their herds because the cows can't uh, withstand that uh, uh, electronic intrusion into their bodies. I had no idea. Look, and they can't do anything. You know, again, I'm not joking like they can speak and complain, but they just... Wait a, minute, wait a minute. You you mean to tell me the cows can't no, speak? No, no, no. I'm just well, my point <laughs> is they, they can't. Did. I thought they would go to the farmer and say, "Monsieur, Monsieur," with their little uh, hoof knocking I'm on the door. A, I'm having a real electrical problem or here. What some type of sign? You know, yeah. could they have d- gotten in a formation? Right. I mean, they make the chicken signs it's for Chick Fil A. Right. Right. Far side. Master, cartoon. help! You help, know, help. The backwards <laughs> S. Yeah. <laughs> help us, farmer. Help us, or family in crisis. You know, it just leads you to. Remind yourself, be careful what you wish for. I suppose it all sounds great if you think you can get all your power you want from solar and wind, but uh, it has repercussions. Wind power is not efficient. We learned that from the center of the American experiment. That's right. Yep. It's just, it's not cost effective and it doesn't work. And if there's no wind, what was the one story we learned about? They had to force some type of, 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 
movement of air in order to make those because they were so idle. So I don't remember what it was. Called it. Say by the end of this weekend, you have the final four teams. That's Is that right. correct? Yep. And they'll be uh, arriving in Minneapolis next week. You would think Wednesday, mm-hmm. around Tuesday, Wednesday. How so, are you? Uh, two games Saturday and a game Monday night. That's right. How are you personally in the uh, the Suchi family challenge? Last. Last. What about your extremely wealthy wife? How does she? Well, she obviously paid consultants. She has uh, enough money well, to see, pay consultants. Yeah, right. You didn't. You you don't have the money, so yeah. she has the money. She right. she paid all the consultants. She's got fifteen of the sixteen teams playing this weekend. <laughs> she's probably going to win. I don't know. She's probably. Is I there think a she's kitty? got Gonzaga to win it. Is there a little kitty there? You had to pony up a little mythical. Uh, it's it's Match called the, it's called the fried chicken challenge. I don't know what's at stake. Oh, uh, probably a wonderful meal. Probably sounds like. Whoever well, loses has got to cook the meal. Well, I'm I. Well, they won't have me cook. They, you know that that won't take place. Because it would be chicken that would be blackened. It would be it would look like picking up a piece of tar, a piece of asphalt that's disfigured. This is going to get cooked. Yeah, you know, right. This I'll is not well done. I'll tell you, I have a little trouble with the food. Uh, I made my own lunch today. And uh, oh. so I made the sandwich, a little, yep. ha- a little half a sandwich, mm-hmm. and some chips and my grapes, right? Yes. And I put the, I put the, uh, I'm, I'm going to let you in here. Please, please. Here <laughs> I am. Because I know Knock. you'll get a kick out of this. Because I had no idea what I'm about to tell you. Uh, so I put the grapes in a little Ziploc bag. Easy. Yeah, I could do that. Capable. Put the chips in a little Ziploc bag. It's not two for two. And then I thought... I don't need to put a sandwich in a Ziploc bag. Just oh, stick God. the thing in the bag. Oh, what the hell difference does it make? I didn't know bread dried out like that. <laughs> yes, that's why you. That's why you seal. I mean, the, you would have been better off with the grapes in the bag. Well, they probably would have been wet from the washing. Right. Wait a minute. Time out. Yeah. You eat lunch every day at ten thirty. That's not a joke. I watch it happen. Right. No, it's eleven. It's eleven. What time did 11. you make the make, sandwich? Let's correct this. It was eleven. Eleven o'clock. I made it at nine thirty. And it dried out that quickly. Well, it not. It was not inedible. Uh, it, but it was just. It was. I know what you're saying. It would had a not a it crispy. Lost, the bread lost its moisture. Its softness. It yeah, lost yeah, its yeah, softness. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I might as well have been eating a sheetrock sandwich. <laughs> Can you I know. make you a hero for this weekend? Sure. Since you. No, I'm not doing a damn no, thing. No. No. I might cook up a brat fest with some Grundhofer brats. Oh, I, boy. I think you should. I'm going to be doing that this weekend as well. But I'm going to give you an out because you stink so bad with this NCAA tourney. Mm-hmm. I want you to grab. I want you to grab an, uh, a 12 by 12 pan or 8 by 8 pan, cake pan, on the base. Listen to me. On the base. Uh, Philadelphia cream cheese on the bottom. Yep. Here we go. Chili without beans. Pour that over the uh, cream cheese and then sprinkle some cheese, shredded cheese, and put it in the microwave until it melts. Buy some Fritos and you got a dip. You've made a dip. An appetizer for your NCAA party. It'll take you two minutes. Yeah. Not a chance You're in hell. You're not going to do that. Not a chance in hell. Damn it. I just, I try, people. I try. I really do. Hey, if you want to be entertained, go to garagelogic.com as we did New earlier. New Hulk cartoon. Yes, it's, uh, and it is spot on yes, once it is. again. Spot on. At my expense. At That's my okay. expense. It's just your turn. He loves giving me the needle. It's your turn. No, he's done it before. Well, as you're filling out, or you're filled out, as you're reviewing your uh, 64 team NCAA bracket, check out some of the podcasts that we have in the can because there's a whole bunch, and we will entertain you whether you're in the car or sitting in your home or maybe you're out in the back porch having a cold one. GarageLogic.com. Rate us on Apple iTunes. We'd love to get your feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. I don't want any indifferent ones. 
You want well, no, you, you want, all good. You can't handle the truth. All right, here we go. Get rid of those walk-up songs. We're gonna look. Uh, we're gonna look for a walk-up song for Joe on the next podcast. This was podcast one twenty-seven. We'll catch you next time. Garage Logic podcast version.